Hello and welcome back to Grey Area. I am uh, very excited today to have Clang Phonics with me. Um, so we've got Marcus, Maxwell and Ben. Um, how are you guys doing today? How are you, how are you all feeling? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's an exciting opportunity to be able to speak to you today because I know that what you guys are doing is quite unique in the world of electronic music at the moment, um, whereby it's almost a hybrid between a live band with real instruments and electronic music combined. Um, so very exciting, um, very excited to speak to you. Um, and this interview will be mainly based around, um, you know, the origin story. So how you guys um, got together as a band, the history of kind of how you got into music, what music you were listening to growing up, all of that sort of thing. So um, let's get started. Um, so I thought a good place to start, just nice and simple, would just to, just to ask you guys, how did the three of you meet? Um, how did you meet and, and how did you come up with the idea of forming um, a group, a music group, a band? Um, so whoever wants to go for it, um, go for it. Yeah. Um... So we all met uh, in, I think it was 2016, wasn't it? Yeah, um, because we all started uh, studying music at the same, um, in Germany, it's called Berufachschule uh, for music. So it's, um, yeah, it's not quite a university, but it's uh, sort of like a music college, essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, we just happened to all be in the same year and, um, Kind of met whilst uh, starting to study there um and yeah i think the the fact that we it was actually after just a few weeks of studying together we already started kind of playing music together having the first jam sessions um because i think for a lot of us that was the main reason or at least for me it was the main reason i went to go and study there was to kind of meet people to play music with that sort of interested me actually more than studying music itself. It was more an opportunity to meet new people. So I was always going to try and look for people to, to form a group with, to, to play music with. Very cool. Amazing. Yeah. And, and was that the same ambition um, for the rest of you as well? Did you, did you, when you went to go and study at music school, did you, have the ambition of forming a group and meeting other musicians to form a group with yeah for sure like for me it was a decision to make yeah more to, to become more professional as a musician and yeah part of part of it is to play music together with other people um yeah so i think all of us pretty fast tried to find kind of a constellation wherever that works mm -hmm. and like with us it was like the first try we recognized okay that's a good fit <laughs> and yeah we've been pretty lucky that we met there yeah definitely yeah absolutely and also i was as interested you know this this really unique um uh, idea of this crossover between you know electronic music dance music and also involving real instruments um, 
in you know as part of as part of your performance as part of the music that you make it's a really unique idea was it was it one of you in particular that came up with that idea or did you all kind of come up with that idea you know simultaneously at the same time um yeah it, it was a very very gradual process at the start um when we first played together it was a very different kind of music and we actually it wasn't just the three of us um we played with two other people um and it really wasn't electronic music even at all it was more a kind of funk and fusion and the, um i think like the first thing for us was that uh none of us wanted to sing or we couldn't sing and we couldn't find a singer who wanted to sing for us so that was then okay well we'll make we'll do instrumental music um and we sort of did this jazzy kind of funk instrumental stuff um but one of the things we soon noticed was just how much people like to kind of dance at the first gigs that we played um and then with the writing the music uh, like songwriting kind of went ever more in a oh let's try and do stuff where people could dance and over the course of definitely a few years that sort of went more and more in the direction of electronic music but it definitely the first few years i i couldn't even have named you one electronic uh, track really i didn't listen to that sort of music at that stage um yeah like i think one one important point is also that pretty early you started using synth pedals and stuff for playing true, yes. guitar or previously Maxl was playing banjo, but an electric banjo, and he was using a lot of effects, which made our sound even in the beginning, where it was more funky and fusion stuff. That we had parts which sounded pretty electronic because of that elements. Yeah. Then I, at the beginning, I played saxophone, and I also started to use effects on the saxophone, and like step by step, it yeah. turned much more into the electronic um, yeah. direction and yeah marcus had been you'd been listening to electronic music already for a long time yeah, obviously yeah. um so kind of through marcus ben and i started to get kind of exposed to certain uh, yeah, electronic music artists and sort of listen to our first tracks in that direction so it was definitely yeah. through through you sort of an, an influence as well but, yeah very cool. God, it's so interesting to see the um the the kind of the mix of 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 genres as well that you guys um are into. And it makes sense as well because when you listen to your music, there, you know, although obviously it's a heavy electronic electronic element to it, there is, you know, you can you can you can feel these other influences that you're pulling from other genres as well. Um I think that leads quite well into the the next thing I wanted to ask you about as well. So, I mean, thinking back to childhood, um what kind of music did you all listen to uh growing up um you know what kind of what kind of music did you listen to kind of from a young age and then as you grew up uh did that music change um I was interested <laughs> in that um uh what what do you what do you guys what do you guys reckon maybe maybe uh, Ben do you want to um yes I can start um yeah um you know it, it wasn't like one specific genre i was listening to in, in in the first place but because my dad um has a lot of different music uh at home and i listen a lot to you know first of all prince um 
maybe then some kind of uh, ACDC stuff, um, Coldplay. It was like all different kinds of music. Um, and yeah, through that, it was like, um, I started playing drums at, at, at the age of five. And um, yeah, and I, I listened to Green Day and I tried to figure out the first drum grooves. And um, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was really, um, yeah, a, a lot of music uh, at a young age. And um, uh, I had big influences at that time. So, yeah. Very cool. And and Maxwell, Marcus, was that was that similar for you or, or quite different? Um, yeah, I suppose for me, like guitar is my main instrument, uh, which I started when I was about eight. And um, sort of, I think the first band that I ever properly listened to and then really kind of got me into music was the, the Beatles, which is kind of a cliche answer, I guess, but still one of my favorite bands. And just because they have such a kind of yeah diverse thing of doing so many different kinds of music um yeah and then i suppose with guitar you always end up going through the rock and metal kind of phase just because that's uh, so much fun to play on the instrument so sort of from like 12 to 16 uh, really into metal and, and rock uh, and that um and then yeah i guess after that yeah after that just sort of branching out more into things that weren't perhaps uh, as much guitar orientated and more just uh, were yeah good good songs and things like that so um yeah guitar definitely played a big role in kind of what music i got into at first mm. yeah i guess for me it was more like having different periods in my life because like as a child i listen to the music my parents listened to which was like 60s hippie music and then I think with the age of maybe 12 13 I started to make own choices in listening to music and then it started with uh, German hip-hop on the one on the one side and um, rock heavy metal on the other side and yeah that stood for a while and then afterwards I had like two or three years where I was listening to indie music a lot and yeah but like the electronic music started from the beginning on like more on the side because like at the end of the 90s you had like the early techno tracks which some of them got famous and everybody was listening to them but it wasn't really into the scene to dig for unknown tracks and stuff and also not into DJing or whatever um, but yeah this was becoming more and more by the time and like meanwhile it's like the main focus most yeah. of the music I'm listening to is electronic music and yeah I think the case for all of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very. It's 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 fascinating to see what a broad range of genres you listen to growing up, um, and uh, and yeah, and what you said about electronic music as well, and the way you gravitated towards that over time. That's another thing I wanted to ask about actually. So um, you talked about, and you've mentioned just before, you know, over time you gravitated more and more towards dance music. What what is it about you know electronic music? Um, 
that stood out to the to the three of you? Um, you know, what is it about electronic music that kind of drew you towards it? Um, uh, despite the fact you all play different instruments, all of that stuff, I, you know, I was interested. What is it about electronic music that that drew you um, towards it in that direction? Yeah, um, I think from for definitely for me, one of the things was, um, like I said at the start, we were playing instrumental music um and it was more this kind of jazz funk stuff and it maybe had kind of electronic elements in the sense that i was playing with kind of effects on guitar and made the guitar sound like a synth but um yeah no i, I think um what kind of for me it was a thing of um i really liked playing in front of people and people dancing because it's such a nice sort of uh visual thing to you're getting feedback in the moment you know your people are really enjoying it and you can really enjoy it it's it's sort of uh i'd never had that really before and it, it was a lot of fun and um yeah the, the um what am i trying to say for uh, there, there kind of came a point where we were, we had this sort of mix of stuff that we were playing and it was like well what are we doing are we going more in the electronic direction or are we going more in the jazz funk direction? And I felt like it was important that we would kind of make a conscious decision in which direction to go, just because um, at the end of the day, you know, you, if, if you're wanting to do it for a living, you need to have like a product which people kind of can relate to and kind of understand and that it's not such a mix of stuff that it's kind of hard to explain what it is you're actually doing. And um, that was what fascinated me with electronic music, that it's, it's such a mainstream music and it's instrumental music and the only other instrumental music which i could sort of think of was classical music or jazz music and then you have electronic music which is instrumental but it's mainstream and you know you can you, yeah you can play gigs and it's, it's just a lot of fun and uh yeah i think that was then started listening to it more and more and the more you listen to perhaps a certain kind of music the more you kind of get sucked into it and yeah yeah and there's a very high energy level in electronic music like yeah. i really love how people get energized by electronic music mm. yeah absolutely and you can see that at your at your your gigs as well i mean for anyone that's seen you live been lucky lucky enough to see you live or seen clips of you playing you know through your social media and stuff like that there is there is such a high level of energy that um that uh, electronic music can bring so i i completely see what you mean um yeah, very, very interesting. Um, thank you. Um, I, I was wondering as well. Um, so, and this answer might might vary depending on 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 you know who I'm asking here. But but you know, with regards to all of you, uh, where you know the, your environment, um, you know where you grew up, basically, do you think that that had an impact on the music that you make today and the music that you listen to as well? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my final answer. No, I can I can try to answer that for me because um, uh, in my childhood and um, uh, in my early music experience, it was in a, at a music festival in in um, in the Netherlands, and um, I was every year there and. You know, through my parents, I had the chance to listen to that music because every year we went there, and um, and there were my 
there was my first, uh, you know, uh, meeting with electronic music. Um, I've seen Mark Juliana there, it's my favorite drummer, and he played with beat music there. And it was like, okay, I wasn't, um, I never experienced that, that you can use drums in, in that electronic environment. And that was really special for me. And that was, um, yeah, that was the, the, um, the, the, the point in my life where I decided to make that kind of music and um, and do that for a living actually and I was really young at that age so um, yeah but without my parents actually that wouldn't wouldn't never happen so um, yeah I was lucky enough to have the chance to go to that music festival and listen to that music and yeah so that's, that's very good Point. Can I ask Ben, do you remember the name of the festival? Do you remember what it was called? A music meeting. Music in, meeting. Ah, okay. In, yeah, and it was like a world music festival. You had bands from all over the world, and um, yeah, that was really a big influence for me. Nice, very cool. Um, and what about what about you guys, Maxel, Marcus? Um, what about you? What, um, you know, how did how did your environment growing up? How did that um, impact your uh, your music tastes and the music you make today? What do you what do you reckon? I mean, I think for me, another sort of which I didn't mention before, but another music which I've always kind of liked listening to is sort of film scores, um, especially stuff like Hans Zimmer. I'm a massive fan, and also the, like what he does, where he kind of combines more. Um, perhaps electronic elements with more traditional elements in, in his scores and sort of very creative kind of ideas and sound design. Um, like I was kind of already into that when I was maybe 13, 14. Um, never to the point that I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do film music. I'd never really considered that. Um, but I, with electronic music, I kind of realized you can be you can be really creative um, and because it's in instrumental you can perhaps do a bit more than you could in a song where where the vocals are really important um, there's maybe not as much room for kind of crazy ideas and stuff but with sort of electronic music you do have a you know a huge amount of freedom and it can still be considered uh, electronic music um, and it's still maybe stuff that you can play on stage and people can dance to but you can still try out um yeah these crazy ideas and um so i think yeah kind of having that kind of love for things like hans simmer um i was yeah able to kind of um channel that into the electronic music a bit and so i yeah i would definitely say that that kind of maybe influenced me um to the sort of music that i make that we make now amazing yeah i can definitely share your um your admiration for for Hans Zimmer i mean yeah such an icon and 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 everything you're saying makes makes complete sense as well um uh you know with, with regard to the crossover again between between the way that looking at film music and listening to film music and the way it's arranged can can influence all types of different music that people choose to make so that's um, yeah very cool yeah um uh and i was just wondering as well there was something you mentioned just before Ben about how um, going to that festival um, was the point at which you decided that that you wanted to pursue music full time. Um, 
so I was I was interested in asking that question as well. Um, Maxwell and Marcus, what about you guys? Can you think of a particular singular point in your life where you thought, wow, I actually I would love to pursue music seriously as a career full time and, and not just have it as a hobby? Yeah, um, I can start. <laughs> yeah, like for me, that point came quite late because um, after school I was thinking about doing something else I was starting studying political science and like my plan was to have a job where I can change the world <laughs> and yeah I think one reason why I came to the point to decide that I want to become a professional musician was because I've it's turned out that this is not the way I'm going and like um, music was like always a very big part in my life. And so I came to the point to think about, okay, what do you want to do with your life? And yeah, then I decided yeah, maybe give it a try. <laughs> and that was the reason why I went to that music college and met Maxwell and Ben. Wow, gosh, amazing. That's funny how life turns out. There's so many different yeah. uh, possibilities <laughs> yeah. really. And then here we are, God. Um, amazing and and um um uh, maxwell what about you what do you yeah i mean um i'd sort of yeah at school i'd kind of already decided yeah music i think something i'd like to do but um sort of again for me sort of if, if it came down to kind of one major moment where it kind of changed my perspective um funnily enough that it was actually at a hans simmer live concert um and i think 20 15 or 2016 before I went to go and study um and uh before that I just I'd been kind of playing in cover bands and you know in pubs and stuff because uh, yeah, I'm from Ireland you're probably here with the accent um so around Belfast and stuff and that was fine but um kind of having that experience of seeing a show like that the Hans Zimmer thing it sort of made me realize how much more would be possible and how much more you can actually do and after that I was very sure okay I really need to kind of go away and meet some new people and uh, just kind of uh, yeah try something new and um, so that was definitely a big moment for me because after that I kind of made the decision okay I'm going to go and study music um, and uh, yeah so that was one one gig that was very important I think to to, to go to. I'm very jealous as well because um, I, I every you know it's it's I think potentially one of the one of the one of the gigs that I I dream about seeing and going to more than any other is Hans Zimmer for sure. I can definitely recommend it. Ben and I actually went and saw him recently in uh, he played in Berlin a few months ago. So really, wow! Second time seeing and it was ju just as good. <laughs> did he play any of the music from June as well? He did, yeah, yeah, was, wow. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah unreal <laughs> amazing incredible yeah oh wow um yeah and that makes a lot of sense why that would that would provide such inspiration you know so um so yeah thank you guys for your answers for sure um so let's have a look now so i i also wanted to ask you about um your first gig so um i know you you that you the three of you that you um kind of you decided to form in 2016 um as a group um but i was wondering um 
thinking back to your first gig, can you remember when that was and um, how that was for you? How was your first gig? Um, you know, do you have good memories, bad memories? It's often it's a mix. Sometimes it's just bad. Sometimes it's just good. I'm, I'm interested. I think it was a college gig, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like back then was the five of us. And, right. Um, yeah, our first gig was a lot of fun. Like from the first moment we started playing music together, it was always a great feeling because we had a wonderful connection while playing. And also the connection between us and the audience was very nice from, yeah. the, from the beginning on. And yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it was just in the, um, in the college where we studied. There's a small cafe and that was sort of, we just yeah set up a small pa in there and played and um yeah there were probably 50, 40 50 people yeah. there um but yeah we had a massive high up <laughs> very very good yeah. um it was a lot of fun very cool god that, that, that it's 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 good to see that there's um that there's positive memories there first and foremost that's, that's <laughs> it's a, definitely also negative great. memories uh, from other games <laughs> well, the first one was very good <laughs> so in your time together as um clang phonics have there been any uh particularly memorable or breakthrough moments i'm sure there's been lots of like really great moments but are, are there any particularly memorable uh kind of breakthrough moments that really stand out um for you guys that's a good question actually <laughs> it mean, might take a few minutes to be fair can i appreciate that there's there's probably quite a few so, so uh you know take your time of course one of the more recent things i suppose has been with uh kind of uh, the social media thing of of instagram and stuff when we first started doing those videos um it kind of de definitely felt like a breakthrough because for the first time ever we were getting like a lot of engagement and actually people listening and commenting and all that kind of stuff um and just a lot of people listening to our music um and kind of giving feedback and it definitely made it feel on a certain level more real i guess um because we've been doing it for a long time but um never had that level of attention so that that certainly feels yeah when you've been doing it for a while it definitely feels like a breakthrough moment um where you kind of see see a lot of stuff happening and that did happen really in the space of a few months so quite quite quickly um but and before that definitely moments as well just but different yeah. things uh, trying to think uh, like one for me one important point also was the release of our ep because like this was kind of a yeah long progress like we worked yeah. like quite a long time on that ep and like in my opinion it it's pretty strong now and like it's nice to see yeah the the effort of your work and like from the beginning on we got very very nice feedback for it and mm -hmm. it was also like with that ep it was like the decision okay now we do electronic music now we do the music as a trio um and all that stuff like this yeah. was more or less like a it was a new beginning new beginning yeah. yeah to the point where we almost considered or we did consider for a long time changing the name just because it felt like such a new kind of start and we considered for 
months really about and just couldn't think of anything that sounded <laughs> good and gave up and then said okay we'll stick with Planktonics. yeah very cool um and you know i was also interested um in because i know you mentioned just before um about uh the social media and uh you know your videos on instagram etc all of that stuff for anyone that hasn't seen um uh you know the the clang phonics uh, instagram page I, I highly recommend checking out um it'll definitely uh make your day the videos you see there um because you guys of course you make you make music out of ordinary household items as well um uh which is you know something that that you know it usually it, I was I was I was I was really surprised because usually when you see that kind of thing people making music out of you know vacuum cleaners or whatever you know it's usually kind of more comedic right but you guys somehow for the first time you've managed to actually make music that sounds impressive that actually sounds really good um <laughs> using household items which is crazy um so I wanted to ask you about that um is there is there a is there a secret behind how you've managed to to do this you know did, did, did it take quite a lot of practice before you actually managed to find music that sounded before you actually managed to make music that sounds good by using kind of different household items like what's is there a secret behind it basically um i think again with that it sort of was a gradual process i mean initially we started with doing the the videos just with um ukulele and um Ben kind of was playing then instead of a drum kit was playing more what we call like street street drum setups sort of like a bucket and um, kind of a, a cymbal on, on the floor purely because uh, it was a way for us to sort of stand out from the crowd a bit more um, because yeah you're just more likely to kind of stop and watch a clip if someone says oh techno on a ukulele in a bucket rather than perhaps drum drums and guitar um, yeah and then kind of starting to use the sort of more everyday items um, was again just another way to make the videos more interesting but it was always very important for us that that it's not just funny it has to actually sound good because if it doesn't sound good like we're not we're not comedians we're musicians and we want to sell tickets you know for our shows because of the music um, so definitely both things have to um, work it kind of it, at the end if it doesn't sound good I wouldn't do it it, it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to me um, and yeah I suppose yeah it's just trial and error kind of with what thing like we've had other ideas which we've tried which haven't maybe worked as well and we didn't do it in, in the end sort of um, but yeah everything makes a sound and if you can kind of um, use that sound in the context of you know a techno track or, or whatever and we kind of build the track around this one sound so like with the washing machine idea it's sort of more like a it sounds a bit brutal and a bit hard so it kind of makes sense to do a more kind of industrial techno kind of thing and not to try and make a you couldn't make like a chilled out electronic track with a washing machine I, or I don't think you could it would be to the sounds wouldn't work together but a kind of hardcore techno thing sort of makes more sense um so it's trying to find a genre um or a subgenre of the electronic that uh, makes sense for the sound that we have at, at hand but yeah so i would always where we always start with the 
the initial sound of the everyday item and build the track around that rather than the other way around. Mm. Yeah, and I, I guess it only works if you have, yeah, like a good songwriter behind the ideas. And like Maxwell is one of the best I know. <laughs> and because of that, the tracks sound nice and not like only funny. Mm -hmm. Like we also try to focus on the music and yeah, the funny elements are at the side and yeah. not like on the focus. Mm -hmm. And where did you get the inspiration, the idea to make these videos? Because I wondered whether it was um, something to do with the, you know, the lockdowns with COVID, everybody staying inside at home. I wondered if that had an impact or, um, or maybe something else. You know, what gave you the... Um, what gave you the idea to, to start to start making these videos? Um, yeah, I think it was um, mainly the idea of uh, I was kind of with the whole lockdown thing and not playing live. Obviously, you know, you're just stuck at home and you're kind of thinking of ways sort of, OK, how can we actually promote our music because we can't go out and play? And I was kind of looking, I was reading a lot just about marketing and things like that. And one of the things that then I found kind of interesting was the idea of viral marketing, kind of making things that have that sort of interesting element to it um, that people would want to maybe share it or, or comment on it. And then I was kind of just thinking of ways, how could we combine that with the music that we make? Because I sort of thought, well, we combine um, acoustic elements with electronic elements that in itself is kind of special. Um, but um, how could we kind of make that even more kind of a, attractive for, for the kind of online thing for, you know, and um, that was then sort of my theory of, okay, you know, we could do a video where I play guitar and Ben plays drums, or we could do a video where I play ukulele and he plays a bucket. And I think that'll work better just because that's a bit more unusual than drums and guitar. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the initial kind of thought behind it and then we were like we'll, we'll give it a go see how you know see how it goes down <laughs> very cool and do, you, and do you envision keeping it going i i hope that you know <laughs> videos going because it's always i mean i don't know if you'll ever run out of ideas of things to use but it seems that you constantly have new kind of appliances and things that you you somehow involve in your music are you, are you planning on keeping the videos going or i think so yeah um at least like um it's it's always a challenge to do it, which makes it fun because it's sort of, uh, okay, let's take this item and let's set ourselves the challenge of making a track with it. So it's, um, it's yeah, it's fun to do. I could see us, you know, for us, the ultimate goal is definitely more playing live. And if these videos can um, kind of uh, let us do more of that, then I could see us playing more and more live and maybe less videos, but I don't, I don't think we'll ever stop doing them. Maybe less frequently if if you know it's just difficult with touring and stuff time wise to to fit it in but um it's always a, a good f fun challenge to do them so it never gets it never gets boring and i think if it doesn't get boring we'll probably keep keep doing it yeah but yeah it's also always a matter of time and like right now we want to focus on a new ep we want to focus on our new set for our autumn tour and we're also thinking about um integrating some of those clip elements into our live show yeah and yeah so there's a lot of stuff to do and yeah but there will be more videos no, for sure definitely. 
Makes sense. There must be a lot to focus on. Um, so another thing I just wanted to ask was, um, well, I mean, I, I was, I was, to, I'll ask you this one first. I mean, I, I suppose you sort of touched on this already. I understand that you, you're planning on focusing more on um, your, your your next EP, etc. Um, but I don't know if you've seen in the comment sections of some of these videos that you've uploaded some of the recent ones of like the techno, the techno one, I don't know if it was the one with the washing machine, but some, there's, there's, there's a few people who are genuinely love the clips so much that they're, that they're commenting being like, oh my, you need to release a full track. Why can't you release a full track? Try and find it online. Um, <laughs> do you, do you, um, do you plan on, on keeping these as just short little kind of clips for your social media pages or, or would you ever, um, would you do you ever envision your 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 um do you ever envision releasing I don't know like an EP of music that you that you've made just using these these household kind of appliances and items? Yeah, it's um definitely something that we've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, I think for a few of them we probably will end up doing longer versions because we also like Marcus was saying there we want to um yeah build them into our live sets um and uh so that would yeah mean kind of do, doing a longer version and um yeah so i i don't know if we'd ever do a a full kind of ep of just that stuff because at the end of the day um it's not we don't want to just be known for that sort of we have our other tracks but um yeah, I th definitely a few singles, kind of a few single releases. We probably will end up doing that. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense for sure. Um, uh, another thing I just wanted to ask you about. So, um, there was another thing that was very interesting that I that I found on your social media, which was which was um really great to see. There was a there was an an electric cellist. Um, I think his his name was Frank Lassen. He did yes. a cover of um uh the great cover of your tracks Great Plains yeah which is one of my favorites of yours anyway but it was it was it was an amazing um interpretation of an amazing cover of it um so I was wondering you know obviously you guys already as a group you feature lots of different instruments you know you've got drums percussion different percussive like uh instruments as well and guitar and synth and all of this um do you envision um you know collaborating with a broader variety of different instrumentalists in the future because um I, it, it just I, it seemed very interesting seeing the idea of you know classical strings for example in your music um kind of gave me that that idea is that something you guys have in mind or do you think you'll always stick to the same group of instruments no 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 i think like <laughs> it, no, so, yeah. <laughs> the idea of um collaboration and like yeah we we love to do that um and definitely in the future i think we'll probably do a lot more of it um and there's lots of kind of ideas that we have for collaboration that that we you know love to do in the future um at the moment we're quite focused just on the trio thing obviously because that's um with the tour coming up in the autumn um we have to kind of get ready for that and um as much as we'd love to kind of like i have an idea of i'd love to travel with a load of different musicians and uh have a massive kind of concert thing where you feature loads of different people but obviously it's not viable um yet sort of on a financial level but um definitely in the future um i can see us doing lots more 
with uh, collaboration. Mm. Oh, exciting, no, exciting to hear that for sure. Um, <laughs> and another thing I wanted to just ask was, um, I suppose this is more directed um, at, at you, Ben. Um, so I was interested because, um, you know, it's always very difficult to label the type of music you, you make because it's so varied, but you know, you could say some of the songs are more kind of a melodic house, melodic techno, but it's its own thing as well. But I was interested, you know, it must be quite challenging to, when you're playing live, to keep the music in time with the drums, right? Because you've got to, you've got, you've got to ensure that it's always very regular and always in time. Um, uh, is is it is it challenging to do that as a drummer in in you know a band that's playing you know electronic music? Is it can it be difficult sometimes when you're playing live to consistently stay in time? And how do you how do you manage that? Is that something that's just come with a lot of rehearsal as a group? Or I was interested. Um, <clears throat> um, good question. Um, we work with Ableton and we have a click track on our ears, so I have. I have my good friends the click in my ears <laughs> and um but yeah you know it's more challenging to to use the drum set as an instrument um what what is based in that music it's based on um on a drum machine actually and it, it's always the same and consistent and um i have the same job but for me it's always like okay what can i do special with that can I do something that a drum machine cannot do actually? And um, that's more kind of challenging to not overdo it because Maxwell complains about it. Okay, good, good. I do my best. No, uh, because most of the drummers I know that play that kind of music, it's like, okay, we are jamming and uh, then I play that fill and it's you it's easy to overdo it as a drummer um in the same way maxwell plays the guitar it's very easy to overdo it and play too many notes and 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 jam on the on the backing track actually um for us it's more like okay what is the part what is the guitar part what is the the hi-hat part for me what is it, what can i do because four on the floor that's my foundation actually but what can i do with all the other instruments i have around me is, is it just that eighth note on the hi-hat or is it that 16th note pattern uh more complicated or when can i um do a soloing in in our set and um yeah it's more like arranging our music with uh the drum set as a as an instrument and uh not as a, a drum machine because i'm not a machine i'm a human and i like to uh, yeah i like to to get inspired by our music what maxwell does and um when we are on stage it's it's all about connection um how we play so um that's also something we just train a lot and um yeah it's uh, if we're practicing together we we're more like a group and then the music is yeah it's really tired and yeah that's that's uh, the thing yeah it's very eye-opening yes thank you I, and and talking as well about you know you guys playing live one thing that's great about you is the fact that um, you know, for those of us who haven't had the chance to see you play live yet, not only can we watch 
um, you know, uh, clips of your live performances, but also, you know, like gigs, things like that, but also your music videos, which I'd strongly, again, encourage, you know, viewers to go and watch because your music videos for, for, for your tracks are incredible and, and, and they're great because you can see each of you actually actively playing um, your instruments and you can see kind of how the music is constructed and layered up from the ground up from the start of the track onwards. And it's great to see that. Um, and But another thing I wanted to ask about was the music videos. I mean, they're shot in such incredible locations. I mean, I've saw that there's, you've got, you've got some music videos in these, in these incredible forests, um, like something from a film. And then you've got one that's on a cliff, like on like a cliff top. And then there's another that's in this kind of, um, it's, uh, I think it was White Flower that's shot in this incredible, more industrial kind of quarry type uh, type environment. So I was wondering, how did you choose these um, settings for your music videos? Was it was it um, was it a group um, kind of decision, or or one of you in particular, or does it change depending on the person? How you know? How did you come up with these um, the idea for these these settings? Yeah, I mean, there's. Um... There's a very well-known electronic music channel that kind of uh, upload live sets of um, from different artists called Circle. Um, if you know them, maybe. And uh, yeah, obviously they have this thing of kind of going into kind of amazing kind of landscapes, amazing scenery, and combi combining that with the electronic music. And I mean, we've been massive fans of watching these sets for ages. And especially, I think, since we have the kind of acoustic and more organic elements to our music it, it, that alone made a lot of sense that we would um, combine that with the kind of nature and, and kind of uh, yeah sort of scenic stuff um, so yeah for us uh, yeah it was definitely inspired by the circle thing but we did also feel it fitted very well to the sort of music that we make I mean there's in things like Great Plains and a lot of the tracks there's sort of ambient things in the background sort of birds and singing and stuff so um sort of when i was writing that track or dendrometry for example i kind of was imagining oh it could be like in a forest you know if you close your eyes that's maybe what you could kind of imagine and um that forest for example is we're in the our, our studio here and um it's literally five minute walk away from here just a really nice oh, yeah and you get a nice day for it uh and just yeah yeah but it's a long process and like for example we also wanted to make a video for great planes like the, yeah. the plan was to make a video for all of the single uh, for all of the tracks of the ep but yeah we ended up thinking too long about <laughs> the location for the great planes video yeah, so yeah. we ended up doing we did yeah, <laughs> but um yeah definitely sort of the location scoutings always like with the forest thing it was actually probably the only time that it was actually easy yeah the rest of the time yeah you're really having to think hard about and then there's this whole thing of getting permission or or not getting permission yeah. and doing it anyway but uh yeah sort of <laughs> just yeah you go early and uh, hope that nobody shows up so. yeah, i can imagine as i was watching it i was thinking that as i was watching like, how did these guys get in there i mean <laughs> <laughs> these workmen gonna turn up and but um yeah, yeah no, sorry. Works on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Thank you. So, um, last question before we move on to the speed round. Um, 
So um, always a challenge to answer this one uh, because of course there's lots of lots of ideas that come to mind, lots of songs that come to mind. But I was wondering if each of you could name a track that was particularly influential in your journey in dance music, or if you all have the same track, that's that's all good as well. Um, what do you reckon? A dance music track. Uh, it doesn't have to be a dance music track. It's okay. just um, <laughs> a, a a song that influenced you a lot um in uh you know in in your journey as musicians yeah I, hmm. I maybe i'll start um i think sort of like i said i didn't really listen to even in 2016 i didn't really listen to much dance music but it was kind of one track which i heard which uh definitely was like a gateway for me and that was um strobe by dead mouse um and we did we ended up doing like a kind of acoustic cover of it with the the old version of clang phonics or like the five of us and that was sort of one of the first electronic things that we did and um i just remember i kind of had that track on loop i mean it's a i think it's like nine or ten minutes long and it has this really kind of ambient three minute long intro and that was i think again where it kind of it's sort of had this sort of almost like film music thing for me as well because the first three minutes you know you can't dance to the first three minutes but then after that it, it starts to pick up and then it's sort of it's sort of this massive massive thing and before that I just don't know I kind of thought of electronic music as more yeah it just always starts with a kick drum and you have a beat and you know kind of this really narrow-minded sort of uh, naive sort of uh, vision of it and that just kind of opened up my sort of perspective of yeah what you can actually do in dance music and um and also then to have something like that and it's still considered sort of mainstream and it's a hugely successful track and you know it's very well known um yeah so that definitely was a sort of turning point for me after after hearing that I kind of got really into all the dead mouse stuff and then you know from there obviously listening to other artists after that Mm, incredible track yeah absolutely um uh, uh what about uh what about you marcus what do you what do you reckon well like for me it's quite hard to to name single tracks because there are a lot of them yeah. <laughs> and um yeah like and maybe also because i was listening to electronic music for so much longer time like it started with some tracks like binary finery 1998 or stuff uh, which was a very big influence on me but like maybe also in connection with the whole band thing it was uh, Inner Bloom by Rufus Tissol which I really love and uh, which yeah kind of started a fascination for for this kind of concept of doing electronic music. Mm. No amazing as well Rufus Tissol um incredible group and another one i think alongside hans zimmer who i who I, I haven't seen yet who i would love to see amazing um uh, and ben what about you say same answer or something different mm, for me strobe was also like the the door opener to to get access to the electronic music and yeah since then a lot of electronic music came into my life I, I remember one moment, um, it was the, the um, concert on the music festival with Mark Juliana, uh, beat music, and it was like the track was um, Public Interest 
And um, that was the first time I was sitting in an audience and experienced the four on the floor kick, actually, just the four on the floor. And, and I never experienced that before. It was like I was sitting directly in front of the subwoofer and it was like blowing my, my head away. And um, yeah, and it was really mind blowing, actually. It was it was changing my life because I, I never felt that energy coming from music and it was just like okay I, my my body was shaking and I was moving and uh, um yeah that was that was uh, it's a really cool track check it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing I'll have to check that out for sure the last one you said yeah that does sound that sounds like some serious power serious energy uh so yeah, yeah thank you no brilliant brilliant um answers again so interesting I think to to, to hear about um some of the tracks that have really influenced you. Um, so thank you. We're going to move on now to the last little part of the interview. It's a bit of fun to end things, um, to round things off. It's a speed round. So the idea is here, um, they're just short little questions. And whoever I'm asking, just kind of try and say the first thing that comes to mind. Um, and we kind of just, uh, just you know, fire through them as, as quick as possible. But some of them you might need to stop and have a think because, um, you know, it might take a few minutes or something like that, which is no problem at all. Um, so let's get started. So I think we agree, but we, we take it in turns, I think. Um, so, Ben, let's start off with you. So um, analog or digital, generally speaking, or in, or in fact, maybe, sorry, just to readjust, I don't know if it's better to ask that question to somebody who's more synth focused, because I know you're more on the drum side, but I'm happy either way. What do you reckon? Analog. Analog, okay. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, uh, so next question. Um, so I knew you mentioned your favorite, you talk about circle sets being very influential for you, Maxwell. Um, do you have a one particular circle set that's your very favorite? Yeah, I think uh, the Stefan Bozin one. Oh. Um, <laughs> probably my favorite. Yeah, okay, yeah, the, 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 the big goal. Yeah, really want to see him live as well, sort of on the on the bucket list. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Um, um and marcus jazz music or rock music jazz music jazz music okay um so uh ben um if you had to name one thing that you would love to do before you die what would it be like a kind of bucket list thing is there one thing in particular that you'd love to do before you die playing the drums playing that <laughs> 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 no seriously uh that's the only thing that's the only thing okay fair enough. you could easily die tomorrow no problem what about okay maxel um do you prefer okay so do you prefer lakes or oceans in terms of a walk by the lake or a walk by the ocean uh, i'd have to say ocean I mean, yeah, coming from Ireland, you know. From Ireland, of course, <laughs> yeah. Definitely ocean. Okay, okay. Uh, Marcus, house or techno? The the classic question, do you, or is it impossible to choose? Techno, techno, yeah. okay. Um, ben, is there one particular musician or band that you'd love to collaborate with? This could even be somebody that's dead, by the way, because I know you were mentioning some drummers that really influenced you. 
Um, yeah, for me, um, hmm, maybe Billie Eilish. Interesting. Was not expecting yeah. that. Right. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. But but with with uh, real drums actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that could be very cool to play live with her. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. And our artists with a lot of character, definitely. Um, uh, so, Maxel, um, another silly question. Would you rather be able to fly or be able to read people's minds? Talking about superpowers. I think uh, fly. I, I'm not sure I'd always want to know what people are thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Whenever I, I don't really see any uh, downsides to be, being able to fly. Yeah, very true. You'd have to pay for flights that way as well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cheaper tour, touring. touring easier. <laughs> um, so, Marcus, um, would you either be able to time travel into the future or into the past? Into the future. Into the past, it's very cruel. Yeah. <laughs> I hope sense. the future won't be like, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And last question, Ben, um, classical music or hip-hop? <laughs> hip-hop. Hip-hop, okay. Very mm. cool. Right, well, thank you so much for all of your answers. Um, it's been really, really interesting uh, getting to know you guys and getting all this insight. So thank you so much. Um, just before I let you go, I wanted to ask, is there anything you would like to say to viewers before you head off? Um, anything you'd like to share? Um, I suppose just to say that, yeah, we'll be touring uh, in the autumn. And um, yeah, in the UK, we're playing London, Liverpool and Glasgow. And that's the third fourth and fifth of november or the first week in november yeah um so obviously yeah shout out for the tour um but uh, yeah just thanks thanks for watching you know and hopefully it was interesting what we had to say yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah definitely definitely keep your eyes peeled for the tour dates um and yeah thank you guys so much for joining me thank yeah. you right. thank you <laughs>